The Fanny Mechanic Show with Dr. Tash, where we dive in, go deep, and open up about women's health. Hello, and welcome everyone to this week's episode of The Fanny Mechanic Show. I am your host, Dr. Natasha Andriatis, aka Dr. Tash, and this episode is proudly brought to you by City Fertility, global leaders in fertility and IVF. This week, we dive into the topic of women's running. We go deep with Boobs on the Run founder, Melanie Warman. Boobs on the Run is an all-women's running club. Melanie opens up about why running is so awesome for women, how you can get running, and importantly, stay running. I asked Melanie how to get the running mojo back, if you had it once and then lost it. We talk women's running gear from shoes, sports bras, to chafing. What does it take to become a great running coach? I hope you enjoy our chat. Melanie Warman, Boobs on the Run Lady. Thanks for joining me this morning on the Fanny Mechanic Show. (laughs) I just love the name Boobs on the Run. I really do. Uh, How did you come up with that? So uh, we're a women's only run group um, and we're raising much needed funds and awareness for breast cancer research in Australia. So Boobs on the Run was a great name and it's not one that anyone's ever going to (laughs) forget. And that's why a lot of my, a lot of emails from you to me go into my junk mail. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, Unfortunately, that happens quite a lot because we've got boobs in our email address. (laughs) And is boobs a, an Aussie thing or an English thing? Because you're originally from the UK, is that right? I, I am originally from the UK. I don't think it is necessarily um, a UK thing. I think mm. you know pretty much, you know that there, there are there are boobs. So um, we we all have them as women. So uh, it's all about you know just um, it gives us a bit of a presence, and I think most people know that that we're them women's only as well. Mm. And what made you start Boobs on the Run? So it kind of started with a tragedy in my life, really, because I lost my mum at, she was 52 um, when she died um, from secondary lung cancer. But originally, uh, she was diagnosed at 49 with breast cancer. And um, she raised a a huge amount of money um, after her initial diagnosis. So I just wanted to kind of give back to our community and um, I thought that by starting uh, a women's only run club and being able to raise funds would be a great way of doing that Um, and initially we started seven years ago and I put it out onto a local Facebook page and said would anyone like to come and learn to run and the first week we had um, four or five people and the next week it grew and then the week after it grew again and it's like okay we've We've got something here. We've we've got a community that wants to get together, and Boobs on the Run was born. So you're seven years old. Yeah, well, eight, eight in March next year. Oh, wow. so, yeah, eight in March next year. Okay, I'll, I'll keep that in a record here. Send you a little birthday uh, note. What was your awesome. mum's name? Marion. Marion, lovely. And were you from a family of runners? Was your mother a runner? No, so uh, yeah, my my mum and dad. My dad used to run. My dad was in the the British Army, so he tried to keep as fit as he could. Um, so he he did a bit of running. My brother's a very good runner and a triathlete. He's done a couple of Ironman and um, run a couple of marathons. 
Um, but yeah, my, my love of running really came from um, doing athletics uh, and cross country as a kid. So I was always the one who wanted to run the 1500 meters and wanted to do um, cross country running as well. So yeah, that's, it's kind of, it's been a long term thing for me being a runner. Cross country. What is that exactly? Is it just running a long distance? Yeah, so it's 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 not it's not road running. It's running through mud, and um, it's 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 a bit like trail running, but right. without but without all the ups and downs. <laughs> okay. So what flat territory generally? Yeah, pretty much. So it's across fields and oh, okay. um, um, those kind of things. Um, just lots of mud. Always involved mud, especially in the UK where it's wet most of the time. And as part of Bibs on the Run, uh, you have lots of little pods or um, groups. Tell us how we, you how that came about. So you're based so in we, Sydney? We are currently based in Sydney, but we, we are going to be coming to um, the other states shortly. We have a plan um, to, that's going to roll uh, Bibs on the Run out to every state by 2025. <laughs> Um, so we, we're, we're coming for Australia, uh, but yeah, we, we, we set up in Sydney originally and we're now pretty much um, in uh, most um, suburbs. So we're over in the eastern suburbs, down in the south in Cronulla. We're heading north uh, soon as well. So we started off in Ryde and Rydalmere, uh, so northwest, and we're trying to go up to the northern beaches uh, we've just taken on a, a run leader in Gosford as well. So we're going up to the central coast and then um, all over the inner west. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're, we're growing. Um, we're growing all the time and it's fantastic that we can give so much back to the, our communities. So in terms of your growth as a group, how do most people find out about you? Uh, a lot of it has been word of mouth, uh, but we do do... Um, Facebook advertising and our run leaders love what they do so uh, they are often, often recruiting friends and then friends of friends so it's um, a bit of a mixture of everything of a bit of advertising and a, a lot of word of mouth as I say when someone says boobs on the run it's not a name that you forget um, yeah. So. yeah I um I came across you through Facebook advertising and it was after I had been overseas, I'd gone to Switzerland in Italy and I'd eaten a lot and drunk a lot and I came back thinking <laughs> I've got to get fit, I've got to do something. I've always kind of been into exercise. But then, yeah, there was something about the ad on Facebook that kind of hooked me in and I, I liked the fact that it was uh, advertising starting from running from scratch and yeah. and I joined um, the that group and Ali McDonald uh, was my coach and I absolutely loved Ali. Uh, Alison McDonald and and she, everybody else in the group loved her and it was just such a nice way to uh, start running as a woman who'd never run before because it was just the the ease in which she kind of took us through things and there was also a lot of care involved and um, the fact that it was an all-women's running group I think also made it special because women are kind of different to men especially when it comes to the world of competition and yeah. um I think certainly now 
that I have run a bit more, I am more comfortable running with men. But when I first started out, I really just wanted to run with women. And uh, I think that's what's so strong about Boobs on the Run is that it's a a very supportive environment to start running in. Um, Can you tell us about the different types of running groups you have, the different levels of training? Yeah, so we have our Complete Beginners um, program, which is a 10-week program, which will run get you running from nothing to 30 minutes continuously. And we do it on time basis rather than distance because uh, that 30 minutes is way more achievable than getting everyone to run five kilometres, for instance. And at that sense of achievement is 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 awesome um, when, you know, the first week they arrive and they, they don't think they can even run for a minute. And then by week 10, they're running for 30 minutes continuously. And it's just, you can just see the achievement in, in their eyes when they do their victory lap, is what we call it. So that's our get running program. And the next program is stay running. So we've got you running to 30 minutes. And now we want to teach you a few techniques because running isn't just all about running kilometers. It's it's about having fun with it. We want to make running fun. So we teach lots of different techniques, including fartleks, which always gets a bit of a, a, a laugh, mm. uh, but that's the, the spe- uh, Swedish word for speed play. Um, we do sprints. We teach you technique on hills. Um, so it's just, um, uh, it's, it's rather than a higher level of running, it's just um, uh, getting you through that running journey. So, and we're making it more fun. Um, at the end of that program, you'll be running for seven kilometers. So there's a bit of a shift from time to then distance. And after that, we have our run club. So you've been running for 20 weeks or more, and um, we want you to continue running consistently. So we have a run club, and that's called Keep Running. And we have one of those uh, pretty much every night um, and every morning all over Sydney. And yeah, the only only requirement to join one of those keep running run clubs is that you can run for seven kilometers. So pretty much the bay run. Yeah. 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 And we don't focus on on pace. So the the, the we don't ask questions with, with regards to how fast you can run seven kilometers because mm. that's not that's not our focus. Mm. We can help with endurance and pace and help you train towards goals. But yeah, it, it's, it's as you say, it was a very supportive environment. It's non-competitive. Um, it's about um, making making um, friends, having a, a, a an awesome community, having a connection with other women who you might not ever get to meet normally. So running is a great leveler for us. That you know, we have mums, we have um, uni students, we have CEOs, we have retirees, and it doesn't matter because running just levels everything out for us. Yeah, that's what I certainly loved about it. Then I met these amazing women that did many different things to what I do as, as a doctor. They had different professions and different backgrounds and I always enjoyed especially the coffee after the run and, and yeah. getting and getting to know these women and uh yeah I I absolutely love that part of it but Mel I have I have a, a, a dilemma and my dilemma is uh I've gone off running and I wanted <gasps> to ask you yeah I mean I I went from you know doing boobs on the run loving running and then last year I did four half marathons and my intention this year was 
to run the New York Marathon, but of course, because of COVID, we couldn't do that. And so when the bushfires came about, I couldn't run outside because I just didn't enjoy running in smoke. And yep. then um, and then COVID hit and I just lost it. And um, I want to ask you, how am I going to get it back? So motivation is always a tricky one. Um, and it's, again, it comes down to that connection in the community. Um, our, la- our ladies absolutely love to run together. So having some accountability to someone is is a great, great motivator. Because if you said to someone, I'm going to meet you at 6 a.m., on Wednesday and we're going to run this if you don't turn up for them you know that you're their accountability and they're your accountability but you know you you've got to get yourself out of bed put your joggers on and get out there and and do that run so running together and and having the body system is is amazing um and it gets us back into that consistency and we've seen that time and time again with ladies who have done exactly what you've done they, they, they think oh yeah I can do this on my own I can do this on my own and then end up not not running at all and then um, we we have lots of ladies who are connectors and they bring them back into um, the running community and start building them back up but what I would say to you is start small again find your love for running again and um you'll you'll be back um to it before you know it i mean look look how well you did last year with all those half marathons that's just an awesome achievement yeah and it wasn't just those half marathons it was actually you know running in different cities when i was traveling and um the freedom i felt doing that and i I was thinking to myself when i was going on early morning runs you know, I think Japan and Spain, I did some amazing running there. And uh, if I wasn't a runner, inverted commas, because I'm not really a runner, I'm just a recreational runner, but I wouldn't have seen half of what I saw in those cities at that time of day, which to me is the best time of day. Um, so the, the, the benefits of running are just so wholesome. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do want to get that back. So the, the, the other dilemma I have is that with COVID, the, the, the flights haven't been coming in and I live under a flight path. Um, and uh, I always thought I was an early morning riser. But what I've realised, it was actually the planes that were causing me to wake up early. So now I don't wake up at six o'clock like I used to. I wake up at seven or a bit later. <laughs> and that for me has caused some dilemma because I'm like, hey, I'm actually not an early morning riser. Can I wake up again at 5.30 or quarter past five to then be able to hit the hit the um, the road in my joggers at 6 a.m.? So this, that's another issue I have. What would you say about that? Yeah, so getting back into a, a habit obviously always takes time. Um, you know, I think it's they say you have to do something a hundred times for it, you know, to to become that habit again. But you know, you can do it because you've done it previously. Um, you just set an alarm instead of having the planes come over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, some people say, oh, you know, I I don't like running in the morning, but I find it's the the best way to start your day you've done your exercise you've got those as Ali says you've got those smug points in in, in already (laughs) and you know you've done your exercise before most people have even got out of bed um, and had your coffee and you're ready to go and those endorphins running coursing through your system absolutely yeah you're on that high for the rest of the day it's Mm. it's fantastic it does Um, give you a high but then we, ha- you know, we have our evening groups as well, which work, you know, for some people who 
who can't um, get up earlier in the morning or need that additional sleep because having rest is a really important part of being a runner as well because we need we need to um, make sure we rest our bodies we need to make sure we have enough sleep um, to then be able to have the energy to run. I remember when I was running with Bibs on the Run, I always used to bring up menstrual cycles and uh, ask women where they were in their cycles because I think that's something women need to do because, of course, yeah. you know, if we're about to get a period, we may not be sleeping so well, which will impact on our running and our performance and our, even, our, even our motivation to run. Um, are, are women doing that much in your groups? Is that encouraged? To yeah, talk we, about we, their periods and their, their, whether they're menopausal or perimenopausal? Yeah, we absolutely cover all those things off. It's amazing what we actually talk about within our groups. Um, so, yeah, we talk about, um, you know, we talk about, uh, we have a few ladies who are perimenopausal at the moment um, and um, menopausal as well because that it does it causes can cause all sorts of um, symptoms like um, higher heart rates or they get out of breath a lot easier um, or the, the heat really affects them as mm, well mm. Um, so yeah um, we, we cover those topics off um, um, yeah um, so yeah it's it's an important part of the whole journey because it, the way we fuel our bodies during those times as well is really important and and understanding what's going on is important so we can then ensure that we rest better um, and take care of ourselves better um, during that period. A lot of women like to exercise without eating first. What do you say to your boobs on the run ladies about eating before running? Yes or no? Um, so it, it, it it's important to fuel because our bodies um, can only store a certain amount a certain amount of glycogen, which is our fuel. Um, so forty minutes is is uh, about the average body that 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 we can store in glycogen. Um, after that, we then start. Um, we call it in running. It's called bonking. So you just hit it. Yeah, <laughs> boobs you, you bonking, just, fart leg. Yes. Oh goodness. <laughs> So you end up just hitting a wall and your body just goes, nope, had enough, not doing any more. So it is important to fuel, and but that fuel is um, it's up to the, you know, it's really much down to the individual. I, I just have a, a slice of toast with some peanut butter on it because um, I really don't like bananas, for instance. So, uh, <laughs> you don't? Is that true? Uh, you don't like bananas? I do not like bananas. Oh, you're the first runner I've, I've heard of that doesn't like bananas. Yeah, I'm sure there are a few of us out there, but yeah, it's one it's one fruit I just do not like. Um, but yeah, so or, or you know, eating a um, a boiled egg um, that I've already you know it's already been done the night before, so it's just ready to go. Um, so just and and sometimes we have to practice eating um, because obviously if we're running it first thing in the morning, we need to have a little bit of a, a schedule so we know that. We need to empty our bowels because nothing worse than going for a run and then having to sprint it home because um, whatever you've eaten hasn't uh, agreed with you. So we have to kind of practice what we eat as well. Yeah, I'll never forget during the New York Half Marathon when I'd finished the marathon, I was walking away 
and there was a pair of undies with poo yep. all over it on the side of the street. And I'm like, it yep. has to be had to have been a runner. It was just like it was just my first encounter of of you know people literally shitting themselves on a run. And yeah, you don't want to be yep. doing that. So um, it doesn't happen very often, mm. but yeah. <laughs> Um, you can get caught cool out, but most of the places we run, there are toilets. So, yeah, we're, we're all for the toilet break. Mm. And how about um, the runner's kit? You obviously have your gear and uh, you, you would run a few times a week, Mel. Is that right? Uh, I, I currently teach um, nine classes a week. Wow. And then I do my own running and, yeah, so, and do strength work as well. Uh, but yeah, the the main thing for women is to ensure that you've got a, a well fitted bra, um, and you know our our boob size changes, uh, so we have to make sure that every time you know we're buying one that we get we get measured, so we are ensuring we're wearing the right size for us. And um, one thing I say to all our ladies is your sports bras should never have a birthday. So one year is all you get out of them and then you need to replace it. I suppose that depends on how often you're running though, isn't it? Yeah. I, if you're, so within Boobs on the Run, we say to consistently run three times a week. So if you're running those three times a week all year, then your sports bra should mm. definitely not have a birthday. That's a good way to think about it and a, a nice reminder that maybe on your birthday you should buy yourself a new sports bra, birthday month. Yeah. Uh, how about chase so I, prevention? I have a refresh. Uh, so, sorry. Sorry. You have a refresh? I have a refresh of all my bras, my socks, my knickers in every January. So mm. <laughs> I've got them all ready to go. What knickers do you wear, can I ask? So I just wear Bonds, um, just Bonds um, cotton Okay. They're just the most comfortable. Um, there, yep. there are there are rundies and various other um, running underwear out there, but I just find them this for my comfort. Bonds, Bonds cottons are just the best for me. And how about chafe prevention? Some women have issues with that. Uh, what do you advise on chafe prevention? So usually it happens between the thighs. Anywhere else? Yeah, so under under the arms. So if you're not if you're not wearing a t-shirt, you're wearing a singlet, for instance, um, you can get chafing on your arm from the singlet. Um, and bras can often cause chafing as well. So again, it's finding the right bra for you that 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 doesn't doesn't chafe underneath your boobs because uh, getting in the shower after that's happened is pretty painful. Um, but yeah, it's. If you're doing a, a race or anything like that, never wear anything new. You mm. always got to – it's got to be tried and tested because there's nothing worse than wearing a new top and then within 10 minutes you know you're just going to be in pain by the end of it. Or even new sneakers or runners. Tell us more about those. How many pairs do you have, Mel? Uh, so I usually have three on the go at any time, but um, I – I tend to probably change them every six months uh, just with the amount of running I am doing. Um, so, yeah, it's expensive sport for me, but um, obviously it's my job as well. So, um, but, yeah, um, the the science for sports shoes at the moment is, is fantastic that you don't actually have to break in shoes anymore. Um, the main thing when you are 
um, getting fitted for a pair of shoes is that they are comfortable from the very beginning. If they're pinching anywhere or they just don't feel right, they're not the right shoes for you. And how about uh, socks? So my favourite socks are Steigen socks. Um, Me too. And yeah, yeah. Um, they just they prevent blisters. Um, they're designed for runners, and um, yeah, that's that's all I wear Steigen socks. What advice would you give a woman who is carrying extra weight, uh, maybe even ten kilos extra, fifteen kilos? What do you advise? You know, you hear kind of conflicting advice that if someone is too over that weight, they shouldn't actually start running at all. They should start with walking. Uh, What do you say to that? As long as you're taught, um, you know, grassroots technique from the very beginning, which which is what we offer in Get Running, there is there is no barrier so your weights your boob size your height these things don't define you as a runner um anyone can be a runner um we don't ever guarantee weight loss within our programs however if you're running three times a week and you're doing the get and stay running program that's 20 weeks of running um there is going to be a change in your body Mm. Um, and you actually have other benefits. So if you're exercising consistently, you're, you're going to start feeling better. You're going to start sleeping better. You'll make better food choices. And we do have an in-house um, nutritionist who, who can help with um, nutrition and eating if that is something that, that's your focus. But the end goal is just to get, get you moving. Um, and movement is medicine. Absolutely. And in in going with that, is there any technology that someone may benefit from using like a Fitbit? Do do most of your runners have Fitbits or Apple Watches? So there's no need to have a watch. Um, They are pretty expensive. Um, You you probably want to watch further down the line. But we use um, free apps which are out there. So we use Strava, which is a free app, um, and that can record all your runs so you can see um, your uh, improvement and progress. Uh, and we use um, uh, an app called Interval Timer as well. So you can put in all the intervals um, and it, it just tells you when to run and when to walk. Um, so, yeah, that te- there's lots and lots of technology out there which can help runners. Um, but I think the main thing about Boobs on the Run is the support that they, the women get from um their run leader and their group, which of course you wouldn't get from a, an app such as um, Couch to 5K, um, because that person, you know, the the person who's um, coaching you can actually see and can make changes to the way that you're running as well, um, and you know, um, ensure that you're training in the right way, where a, an app can't really do that. It's not really personal. And how many run leaders or coaches do you have at the moment? So we have 26 um, coaches across Sydney at the moment, which is awesome. And we are doing a big recruitment drive at the moment. Uh, We were planning to uh, open up in Melbourne um, this October, but obviously COVID had put a stop to that. So we're hoping to um, get to uh, Victoria uh, next year. And what do you look for when you're trying to recruit? A running coach or run leader? Uh, 
So I, I believe that all my run leaders have superpowers and the the running part is actually just the end result. It's it's actually the the run leader who brings these women through um, the program, and running is ninety five percent headspace and five percent body. Your body can do this. It's it, it's designed to do it. Um, it's actually overcoming everything else in your head, that little mean girl that tells you you can't do things, um, and building up self-esteem and um, building up these women to teach them that we, you know, teach them that they can do hard things, that they can do this running thing. And then that spreads into other areas of their life. So they, you know, they can make changes to their life. They can um, look at this as an opportunity rather than, oh, I'm flogging myself running. And running becomes fun. And part of their part of their everyday schedule and you know they get to see their running buddies more than they see their besties often and do you have a mantra as as a runner and is that mantra Uh, different to the mantra that you might use when you're uh, coaching or training other women so uh, a mantra has to be really personal to that that person so mine is you can achieve what you imagine so if you can imagine it you can do it there's nothing stopping you apart from your own head. Um, but we've had a lot of ladies who, um, you know, they're just one foot in front of the other, or I'm going to finish this, or they sing, uh, you know, they sing in their head, or they count, or so it has to be really personal to them. But often we, um, the the little mean girl that we all have, um, we often ask the ladies to name uh, their mean girl. And one of my runners named hers Frida. So, yeah. <laughs> name so your mean time, girl. I like that. Yeah. Well, we have to acknowledge the voice. There's no point ignoring it. We have to acknowledge it. And we have to have a comeback to that mean girl. So, yeah, every now and again when uh, Frida turns up, it's F off Frida. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's 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 about that acknowledgement because if you ignore it, it's not going to go away. But if we acknowledge it, we can we can overcome it. Mm, acknowledging the mean girl, very very good tip that one. And, yeah, um, absolutely. What what are the 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 hardest things about being a running coach? You're obviously running a lot. What are the what 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 struggles do you face? as a run coach? So uh, as a run coach, and I am, I know I'm teaching quite a lot of classes because we run with all our our ladies. It's not that we're just stood on a field and watching. Um, So we have to manage our own load as well as the load of our ladies. So understanding your body is really important and understanding the cues that you're getting from your body. So if you've got a niggle, you've got to get it seen to. It's not something you can leave. niggles rarely go away and what actually happens is they become more problematic and then stop you from moving um so yeah having a really good understanding of your own body is important and managing loads so and load includes your mental load as well so if you're working full-time looking after a household looking after children looking after your husband um and then adding running and the gym and whatever else on top of that it's it's really about managing 
all of that together um, and um, ensuring that you're not overloading yourself. With niggles, what are the most common niggles that you'll find or experience as a runner? Um, a female so, runner, because females, are they different to men in terms of what they experience in terms of niggles? Uh, not really. Um, I've, the, the main... The, the main difference probably is back problems, especially if um, the women have had children and they're carrying children um, so on one hip. So you te they tend to get compensations on one side. So we have a few ladies who have, uh, have a few back issues. So it's about making sure that they strengthen their bodies to be ensure that they can continue to move. But feet, shins, knees, hips, tight hips uh, are usually the ones that most women um, come across. Um, so yeah, we, we, we ensure that they can go and see one of our partner physios um, and get seen to as quickly as possible. Yeah, I think um, seeing a physio, a good physio early who understands a runner is so key, isn't it? It is, absolutely. And in terms of strength, you mentioned strength. You go to the gym, you do strength training outside of your running. Yep. Why is strength training so important? Can you tell our listeners why they can't not think about strength training? So um, I do two PT sessions a week um, and I also go to a one gym session. Um, and building, building our muscle structure is really important and having a strong core is really important as a runner to keep as, us as upright as possible. And it makes us a better runner um, and more efficient runner um, if we if we are working on um, ensuring that we, we we don't have compensation so often one side of our body is stronger than the other um, and we'll favor that side um, so it's it's about uh, keeping a balance in your body um, and uh, yeah so uh, as I say having a strong core for running is really important and do you recommend any good books or reading uh, to your novice runners, uh, to your new runners or even your ongoing runners? Are there any books that you point them to? So there are so many out there. Um, um, we don't initially, um, we're within our get running because uh, the focus is actually just to get them moving and get them running for that 30 minutes. Um, but there are there are loads and loads of uh, running books and um do you have I any that even... come to mind so i've got a book which i really like called older yet faster and it's by um keith bateman and heidi jones um so as we are getting older um and most of most of the ladies coming through our programs are 40 plus mm. um so yeah it's um that's a really nice book that I like. Um, but uh, uh, there's also the long run. The long run, which is yeah, which it's uh, it's a it's a history book about women and running. Yeah. So it's actually a re really really good uh, read. So that's by Catriona Menzies Pike. So that that's one, yeah. That's great. Oh, yeah, I love books that combine history with um, with other things. So thank you for that one. And it's specifically uh, uh, with regards to women, which is um, really interesting. 
And Mel, who have been your biggest inspirations in all of this? I mean, obviously your mother, yeah. um, Marianne, and anyone else? Anything else? Um, so the, the, my, my, the main one is definitely my mum, but my run leaders are an absolute inspiration to me. Um, as I said before, I, I believe they all have superpowers um, and they all deliver um, our program to these to these women and bring them through this running journey so they they inspire me every day um, to you know to do to do hard things um, and keep keep me going I, I couldn't run this business without them in place um, and they do an amazing job and it's great because it's growing. It continues to grow, which is awesome. I'm very, I'm very glad to hear that, Mel. Yeah, yeah. How about songs that make you happy? Do you guys run with music? Uh, so I don't tend to, um, but we uh, we teach in our groups um, a power song, and we ask the ladies to pick a song and listen to it before they go running. Mm. And that that song is all about amping them up and getting them in the you know in in a really positive mood. Um, my favourite one is by a band called Daughtry, and um, they actually won American Idol. I just love Chris Daughtry's voice. It's very country. But um, the, my favourite song of theirs is called I'll Fight. And the first line um, goes, I, I want to see you run anywhere you want. Never let the darkness hold you back. No fear of getting lost. So it's really apt as That's well great. for running. <laughs> I've never heard of them. Daughtry. Daughtry, yeah. They're oh. um, an American band, but they're, they're, I, I, just, I just love their stuff. It's really good. And do you have a dream collaboration, Mel? So this is a really tough one because I'm I'm a connector and a relationship builder. Um, and there are so many, so many um, collaborations out there. Um, I'm in awe of um, the amazing Olympians we have um, both in Australia and the UK. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't think I could just pick one person. But my favourite collaboration at the moment is um, I'm actually a Lululemon ambassador. I was going to and, ask you about um, Lululemon. I'm wearing yeah, Lululemon as we speak. <laughs> aren't we all? <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, I'm actually in my second year of my ambassadorship and we, we get a two-year uh, two uh, ambassadorship. And um, most people have said to me, oh, yeah, you know, you get loads of free clothes. But that's actually not what it's about. Um, the clothes are great, don't get me wrong, and, and they're amazing. But the company itself has been amazing at um, giving us leadership training, helping us forward our businesses, um, helping us um, give more to um, our local communities as well. Um, they pretty much treat us like employees and um, offer us uh, any help that we need. I mean, the first thing they said to us when we all joined was if you if you want help with something, ask. Mm. So it's been fantastic in in a way to be able to have a sounding block, especially as you know, I I don't run this business on my own. I have my run leaders, but it is my business as as a single entity. So I am a one band uh, one band w- woman, as it were. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's been a that's been an amazing collaboration for me, and I hope it's something that we can I can continue and have a legacy with as well. Yeah, I um I had a fundraising event last year for Can Two to raise money for for cancer uh, as part of a half marathon that I was um, training for, and yep. I approached Lululemon if they could. Um, you know, just give me some product or products so that then as part of a raffle I could give that to, to people attending the event. And they were so generous and uh, gave me a few things that I that I actually then gave away. So I, I am also a big fan of, of theirs. Um, how do you get into become a Lululemon ambassador? So it it's the, it's all about community. So Lululemon is the culture and um, the community. It's all about movement. Um, they they have a hashtag called the Sweat Life. It's all about um, uh, coming together as a community and working out together and sweating together. Um, and I don't, I can't actually remember how I was kind of invited into that. But um, before COVID, I was running the Balmain store um run group for them um so i think and the manager really loved um the ethos and the community around um boobs on the run and what we were doing um and so yeah i was invited um to to become an ambassador which was an amazing um <laughs> amazing honor to be honest yeah i think i've been to a few of those balmain the lemon sales that uh, you've been at as well. <laughs> They're yeah. always a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, top top tips though, Mel, for our listeners in regards to running a running business. So obviously <laughs> a business per se, but specifically running a running business, what are the tips that you could give our listeners? Um, so you've got to love running. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> That's the main one. Um, but no, but you got you. You have to love running, and you have to you have to um, be consistent in your own running approach as well. You can't teach others to run if you're not doing what you're trying to teach them. So if you're saying to your ladies, you must run three times a week to be consistent and to improve, and if you're not doing the same thing, um, it doesn't really work. So. You can't be sitting on the sidelines. You've got to be involved. Um, you don't have to do it all. So outsource what you aren't good at. So outsource your accounting, your marketing, um, those kind of things. You know, put put your effort and time into the things that you, you can reap the most benefit from. Mm. Um, anyone starting out, I would say go and get a business coach. Get it from the beginning. Don't wait. Um, because they're the they're the ones who are going to help you through this whole process and be able to you know put your strategy in place that you can then deliver to um, and empower your employees and teach them to be awesome leaders as well. Um, I've certainly found that my run leaders are just amazing, amazing women in our community, um, giving back all the time, and um, yeah, we've we've been really leading them on um you know bit leadership success as well so yeah we do a lot of training with our run leaders as in not not running training but actually leadership training um and that's really helped um bring our our ethos 
um, and our three C's together. And our three C's are community, connection and confidence. Mm. And in terms of your run leaders, what's the youngest age and what's the oldest age? Ah, oh, so youngest is probably 30s and our oldest is 50s. Nice. And how often do you get together as, as a group of women? So we try and get together, all of us, at least twice a year um, in the same room. Um, but we, I do lots of one-on-ones and um, catch-ups with various runnings because we are based all over um, the country. We try and do Zoom drinks every now and again on Fridays so we can just, you know, have a bit of a download, see how everyone's going. Um, yeah, so, but we, we our community, um, we have a WhatsApp group where we can all chat um, or we need to ask a question. And we also have a, a Facebook group for all our um, run leaders as well. So there's, they're 100% supported um, by the other run leaders and by myself. And I forgot to ask you, does, does Bibs on the Run uh, provide training for things like half marathons and marathons? Yep. So uh, obviously this year, hasn't been so great for for actual events, um, but we did have a, a Blackmore's half marathon group. Um, so we, we went through a 10 week program to build them up to that half marathon. Um, the event actually didn't happen, but we ended up running our own event and we got some boobs on the run medals for our ladies for, you know, cause a lot of them, it was their first half marathon, which is awesome. And we thought you've trained for it, you might as well run it. And we've got, um, uh, the Sydney Morning Herald, which again has been cancelled unfortunately this year, but we're halfway through that program at the moment and we'll be running a half marathon in four weeks. And when is the last intake for the year for people to start running? So it's just happened. So, yeah, term five um, has just happened. Um, so our next term is going to be beginning of January. And it, does term five, does that correspond with school terms? It doesn't. Okay, so um, I don't have kids, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't. But there there are fifty-two weeks in the year. We have two weeks off over Christmas and New Year, and then back into it. And each of our terms is ten weeks. And if someone's interested in joining one of your groups, do they just go to your Facebook page, email? We've got our website, which is www.boobsontherun.com.au. We do have a Facebook page. We've got Instagram. Um, yeah, you can find us. Uh, if you Google Boobs on the Run, we'll come up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Melanie, for um, yeah giving us all that advice. And I think you now have encouraged me to get back onto the, the road, hit the road again. <laughs> I think you're Come and right. join us for a couple of runs. Yeah, Ali keeps hassling me. I think I'll have to hassle <laughs> back. <laughs> thank you so much, Mel. No worries. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Melanie Warman of Boobs on the Run, that it's inspired you to take up running with a group like Boobs on the Run or even start out running on your own. Share this episode with someone if you think it will help them or in any way inspire them. Please subscribe to the Fanny Mechanic channel and if you haven't already, hop over and give the show a fantastic rating. Shoot me a message on Instagram, Dr. Tash Fanny Mechanic, and join the Fanny Mechanic podcast group on Facebook. Let me know of any topics you'd like to hear, cool people I can interview, or books for us to read and share. Until next time, stay fanny-tabulous.